several buses have stop arm cameras attached to them that capture real-time pictures and video of violators. The sheriff says most violations happen because drivers are confused about when to stop. Uh, if there is any kind of physical barrier, such as a grass median or concrete barrier, then they don't have to stop. If there's only lines painted on the roadway, then they do have to stop. My advice for motorists is if you're in doubt, irregardless, then I would stop either way. To Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really, Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay. You can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. All right. Sorry, I'm just Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Uh, And it figures I had everything completely prepped. And the new season begins with a fucking technical glitch like I want to kill somebody. That's just lovely. Uh, So... Welcome, my uh, my wonderful listening audience. Uh, this is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Uh, let's try it again. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Uh, and I am your host for this evening's event. I am Mark Scalia, and I am. Uh, <laughs> if I'm gonna have a technical glitch. It's before I start, and that's the fucking... I'm on Wi-Fi. I'm plugged in. I got a piece of tinfoil wrapped around a rot wire, throwing it at a squirrel at an acorn tree. That's all I'm happening right now. But we're on, finally. Thank you. And it's uh, it's good to be back on. And uh, let's, uh, let's just start this. Since we're running a little late, let's start the show as we always do. And our new, brand new season with the happening now monologue everything that happens now is happening now what happened then past that when just now wear it now now go back to then when now 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 i can't why we missed it when just now when will then be now soon yeah it's right now as a matter of fact that's what the happening now monologue is and i want to tell you a bunch of different things um today as you know i've been broadcasting or i've been uh I've been advertising, I should say. I've been marketing. I've been zinging, zinging, zinging Facebook about uh, every couple hours, and it might seem like junk mail at this point. But tonight is the one year, actually, technically, tomorrow night is the one year anniversary of Radio Irregardless. But because we're on a Wednesday, we only broadcast on Wednesdays. It is the uh, the new season starts tonight. Yes, kinds of like the new Doctor Who, and nobody really likes the first episode, so it's... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all right. Um, yeah, and I agree with you, Brendan, uh, very much. And uh, yes, Cam, uh, Kim Santo is with us, and Paul is with us, and those are our listening audience as of right now. My lovely wife is actually somewhere else. But as far as the Happening Now monologue goes, this is the one-year um, anniversary. So we get to start a new, the new season. I did the new promos, and I've been really doing it. And I got to say, um, it's been a really fun year with this show, really learning how to do this thing and, and starting from almost nothing and being uh, getting better as a, a, a sound editor and as a product well fucking production value is just fucking off the forget it let's not even talk about that but the the um, the production of the show with the pre-produced bits and the edit the editing and things like that and tonight you're really gonna um, you're gonna get a little bit more and this is kind of a treat for me to kind of give back to you guys as well um, you know, because uh, without the, I mean, the show has actually really motivated me to become a better writer and 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 transition. It's made me write more, uh, both in my stand up and then uh, personally with the short stories. And now I'm doing a another one man show, and then uh, with other shows that I'm actually in the process of doing. So it's Radio Regardless has really birthed um, or evolved into something. That I'm very, very, very happy with, and uh, I, I, I couldn't be, I couldn't be more happy. I mean, yesterday was my birthday, and I don't really care too much for birthdays. I really don't. Um, and of course, today I'm like, yeah, it's fucking anniversary. Let's have a party. And that's a, it's a, yay! In the words of Kermit the Frog, yes, by Kim Santo. Um, and that's, um, that's what I'm looking forward to. So that's just one part of the, uh, the one year show. Also, I want to talk about the uh, the one-man show that I'm actually doing because uh, as a result of this show, the evolution have actually kicked me into writing more, and I'm doing a one-man show in Salem called The Hysterical Medium at Large, where it's uh, the character is... <laughs> it's a very funny character. I don't even want to tell you his, his name, but... Uh, I'd love, I'm going to do a test broadcast and I'm going to have, uh, I mean, a test broadcast, a test show where I'm going to invite people and uh, uh, I don't think we're going to charge at the door. We're just going to kind of break it in and see how it works and kind of have fun with it. And then in October, it's actually going to be running out. And it's a very, I think it's going to be a very, very good thing to do. And and it's just going to, next year is going to be bigger and blah, 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 blah. So uh, the other thing I, I'm actually looking forward to is something that I really didn't have written into the monologue, uh, into the happening in the monologue. But uh, Sunday night, I was up in, um, I was up in uh, Rochester, New Hampshire, and I was doing a show in a club called Radoff's Cigar Barns or the Rocks Lounge. Um, and it's, I've the, I, I'm, I have the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, you would think I would know this. I have the, um, the privilege of being the only comedian who was actually uh, asked to come back twice, which was very cool. Uh, and when I got up there, it was like, so, I mean, the first time I was up there, it was so much fun. The second time last Sunday went up there. Um, now it could have been a combination of the cigars and the drink and the company or just in general. But I had this amazing moment where I had actually, called my wife and I wanted to share it uh, with you, my listening audience. It was this, and I, the only way I can really describe it is this epiphany of, um, you know, you guys kind of know me, but you know, there's details of my life that I don't really share overly, but through every stage of my life, I've gone through 
different pieces, which I think we all kind of do. We go through the, I want to be fun, or I want to be popular, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. And and little by little, um, you know, we kind of change a little bit. Like the evolution, our own personal evolution kind of changes little by little. And what I've actually um, found is that at each stage of my life, I've become a little something different. Um, kind of like Doctor Who. <laughs> I wouldn't really say that. Um, when I was like 20, 21... I thought about I wanted to be everything to everybody. And then five or ten years into that, I said, I wanted to learn everything. And then five or six years after that, I said, now that I've learned everything, I want to use everything. Um, and then five or six years after that, I said, oh, fuck it. I don't want to, keep, I don't want to help anybody. And now I, I had, maybe it was that point in my life on Sunday where I actually had this quantum moment not quantum leap and i know everybody's sci-fi on this listening audience right now um i had this quantum moment where i saw everything simultaneously and it was a very very uh amazing experience and i just went i saw what could without judgment without emotion without uh, well, I don't want to say without emotion, but without judgment. I, I saw what could, what could be. Um, and it was just, it was one of these moments of perfection where I just said to myself, I don't want to get bogged down in the corporeal. I don't want to get bogged down with the physical bullshit, with money or jobs or work or car or physical or job or cleaning or you know, hair or skin or I didn't want to get bogged down on all that. And I had this fantastic moment where I just went, it is more than what I can possibly see. And actually the next day I woke up and I actually didn't feel good. I didn't feel good in my body. I felt like my body didn't fit anymore, which is kind of strange to describe, but it, it felt like I had gone beyond that. Like I stretched it out and then when I put it back on, it wasn't, it didn't fit right. Parts of it were too tight and parts of it were too loose and it didn't fit right. And I I actually recorded everything on uh, my phone. I have a voice memo system on my phone and I recorded it. I just said what I felt and I, I haven't even listened to it yet, but it was just this amazing moment. So and and you guys, I mean, Kim, you've been uh, listening for you know for since the show started. You in January, you were one of our loyal listener fans. And Brendan, you and I have known each other uh, for almost fifteen years. And Paul, you and I have known each other for like twenty five years. So you all, you know, the commonality is maybe it's me, but no, that we all share different things like sci fi or uh, metaphysics or science or emotion or whatever it is. But it's all this thing, and, and I kind of want to share all that with you guys. And, and if you're listening through my website and you don't have – you're not on Mixler right now, and of course that's fine. I, I want to share that with you as well because it's this really – we forget. We forget the gift we are in those moments because we do get bogged down. And I know this is supposed to be a, a comedy <laughs> show, but it's really important for me to, to say that – I'm I'm moving on. I'm evolving in that thing. And yeah, maybe we're, you know, maybe we all regenerate. Maybe we all should. Um but my thing has been let's let's evolve. Let's evolve personally and stuff like that. So synergy, that's it. Syn syn synergy. That's good. Let's do it with that. So that's part of the monologue. Um the other thing I want to talk about is 
the short stories I'm actually going to play for you guys tonight. The short stories are, uh, they were a lot of work. <laughs> and I've been working on the short stories. Uh, one of them, and I'll get more into that later, but one of them I actually wrote in 10 minutes. And another one, it it took me <laughs> six months to kind of put together. But you guys are going to be listening to those. I've actually... I'm now. I narrate one of them. I've got voice actors um, doing some voices. In the other one, I've got a bunch of foley. So if you guys want, sit back, relax, put the headphones on, and just listen to the stories um, because they're very important. But before we get into any of that, as you know, um, I actually looked it up, and I have not been doing this for a long time, so I'm continuing to do it. Welcome to this week in movie history. There we go. This week in movie history, uh, where we go through this week in movie history. <laughs> this week in the year 79 AD, Pompeii is destroyed when Mount Vesuvius erupts. If Pompeii is destroyed, then it's not just history. It's me. I'll make it happen. 20,000 people. And that's from the movie Pompeii, but that quote is actually from the doctor. That's David Tennant as the doctor. Uh, now we go to the next one. Uh, and this year in 1885, a new school teacher, Clara, is scheduled to arrive in Hill Valley, California. What's your name, dude? Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Doc meets his mate. You saved my life. I'm a proud of service. And Tannen meets his match. I'll hunt you and shoot you down like a duck. It's dog, Buford. Shoot him down like a dog. <laughs> that was back. To, yes, it was back to the far future part three. In this week in movie history, Captain Insano opens a can of whoop ass on Herculon. Well, all I know is this, Jimmy. Next Friday, August 29th at the Baton Rouge <laughs> Exposition Center, I'm going to open a can of whip-ass in Herculon, and I'm going to drive him back into whatever galaxy he came from. And that's a promise. Strong words from a strong man. It is the Captain water boy, Saint but I want to play this whole Now clip, let's take a call. <laughs> it's our old friend from Jackson's Bayou, Mr. B. Hello, Jim. I, I, is it possible to, to speak to Captain Insano? Shoot, Mr. B. Captain Insano, I notice sometimes when you are wrestling or, or opening up a, a can of whoop-ass, as you like to say, <laughs> you seem to be sweating quite profusely. Yeah. I was wondering if perhaps you might need the services of an experienced water boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. How old are you, kid? 11? 12? I, I'm 31 years old. That guy's still a virgin. <laughs> That's one of the funniest lines. Uh, and Captain Insano uh, was actually played by who, Brendan, since you're the big wrestler? Come on, you must know this. 
Well, it's the big show. That's right. It's the big show. Uh, so that's what happened. In, uh, yes, it was the big show. Thank you. Um, in this uh, week in movie history, in 2005, Carolyn's daughter, Daisy, reads a diary. A diary. Mm. This? Mm. You may not get this one. Could you read it to me? Is this what you want to do? Mm. I tried to read it a hundred different times, Mom. Mom, it's not exactly it's just the sound of your voice, darling. <laughs> Any guesses? Oh. It's dated April 4th, 1985. Mm. Any guesses? That's a really obscure reference. The Notebook? No. Uh, it's the diary. Carolyn's daughter, actually. Re Carolyn's daughter, Daisy, reads the diary about her friend Benjamin. Oh, Jason Potty got it with Benjamin Button. Fuck. Unbelievable. That is fantastic. This year, in, uh, this week in movie history, I, I thought it was fried green tomatoes, too. <laughs> Brendan, wow, man. Wow. Just fucking wow. Uh, this week in movie history, in 2010, a robbery goes awry. And the gang barely escapes. Now, get them the fuck out of here. Meet me at the fucking switch. They ain't looking for fucking cops. I'm gonna roll out the front. The tweezers beat it out the side in the fucking cop uniforms. The whole fucking force is out there. You know I can take a pinch. Don't worry about it. Only give me your first name. Come on, you gotta know it. Not a single person pronounced the letter R. <laughs> that was the movie The Town. I'll just let it go to that. And of course, this year, uh, this week in movie history, in the year 2020, uh, I lost it. This year in 2020, Charlie Kenton was scheduled to bring his son Max back to his aunt and uncle. It's gonna be tough. Gonna be tough. <laughs> The way I see it, there's a real way everyone gets what they want here. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to tell your wife, I'll only sign over custody to her if I get to spend the summer with the kid first. Okay? Just tell her how guilty she made me feel for being such a terrible absentee dad or how I want to make good with Junior and a little fatherly bonding whatnot. She'll buy it. You get to be the hero, and everybody wins. Any guesses? It's a very obscure, obscure reference. Ah, uh, you got nothing. Uh, how about uh, if I told you the lead actor was uh, Huge Jackman? <laughs> well, Jack Human is uh, one of the characters I go by. Jack Human. That was actually real steel. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and then we'll just move on from that because it was a, not a great movie. But listeners, and then we've doubled because my... Uh, yes, real steel. Uh, my uh, my sister has jumped on, and Jason has joined us as well. So here's what we're gonna do. Just in time, just in fucking time. What do you say we play a very cool game that I I actually I dig this game. <laughs> just, I just love the intro. Let's play. Stop yelling at me. I could listen to that fucking thing all day. 
Speaking of which, that the intro is, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Predator, screaming. And then, of course, uh, um, uh, fucking, what's his name? Oh, my God. I'm drawing a blank his name. Um, Steve Buscemi in, uh, in Big Daddy. Um, my wife, because of my birthday yesterday, she decided she was going to buy me a DVD. She bought me a DVD of Archer, and I said, honey, I like the Blu-ray. So we went back, and then <laughs> we returned it, and then I got, listen to this, you want to fucking lose it. I got Predator 1, Predator 2 on a single Blu-ray, and then I got AVP 1 and 2 on Blu-ray. It cost the same amount <laughs> as fucking Archer Season 4 on DVD. What the fuck? Um, but I loved it. So I was watching that last night uh, when I got home. But uh, that's where from. So here's what we're going to do. When we play Stop Yelling Me, I play all clips. All the five clips go bang, 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 bang. So here's what you do. You type in all five of the clips. I will play it twice if I have to. Um, we're going to play the clips, and you have to type them all in at the same time. Don't go individually because then it doesn't count. You have to put them all in at once. You ready? So let's play Stop Yelling at Me. <laughs> Stop yelling at me! No fucking shit, lady! Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? Nobody steps on a church in my town! God damn it, Bill fucking Murray! Are you not entertained? <laughs> and I'll play again. No fucking shit, lady! Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? Nobody steps on a church in my town! God damn it, Bill fucking Murray! Are you not entertained? And remember, you just have to name the movie. That's it. Just the fucking movie. And I love that. Oh, my God. The intro is hysterical. Uh-oh. Jason says, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I got to get the whole thing. Oop. Jason said it was uh, Die Hard, which it was, Full Metal Jacket, which it was, Ghostbusters, which it was, Gladiators, which it was. But you're missing one. You're missing one. Everybody's missing one. That's only four. You don't have the fourth one. Do you want to play it one more time? How about I play it one more time? It's actually, I'll just tell you it. He goes, Bill fucking Murray. No fucking shit, lady. Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? Die Hard what is correct. Is your major malfunction? Full no, Metal no, Jacket no, is correct. Steps on a church in my town. Ghostbusters is correct. Damn it, Bill fucking Murray. Are you not entertained? And Gladiator. What is the fourth one? Zombie Land, Paul gets it. Oh, Paul waited. He snaked it out. He's like, fuck these people. I'm just going to be quiet about the whole goddamn thing. Zombie Land, Circle gets a square. Paul has nailed it for the new regeneration of Radio Irregardless. And that's how that thing is played. Now, I got to tell you this. I've actually done this a long time. I've I've done um, nine is it nine nine different incarnations and nine different I'm sorry not incarnations nine different um, uh, times I've done this particular thing and this unfortunately I think might be the last one so you my listening audience get to listen to the last the last episode of free sample take the challenge today the free sample game that's where I play you a song that you know and love. I got new kidneys and I kidneys I don't like the color yes and I'm Scottish I don't like the face. Uh, so this is free sample where I play you a song that you know and love. And then I tell you about, it's not actually the song, you know, and love. It's a song that you 
knew and loved. So um, let's see if you remember this. This is a song uh, that uh, was uh, We No Speak Americano by Yolanda Be Cool. Feel free to dance around. Only 40 seconds. Everybody remember this song, right? You remember this? It's not really a game, Brendan. It's more about me just letting you know about stuff. Don't feel any pressure about it. This is where I like to kind of blow your mind about songs that you thought you knew, but you really don't. So that is a song, uh, We No Speak Americano by Yolando Be Cool. Now, that is actually not the original game, the original song. The original song was actually called, uh, and I'll see if I can speak it with the Italian accent, uh, Vresto no Peleano Americano, which is you, you'd like to not speak American. No, that's not it. Where is it? There it is. Oh, there it is. It's um, Tu Vrio Leo Maracano, which is You'd Like to Be Americano by Ronaldo. Carasoni. Porte casuna cuno stemma reta. Na cupulella cavisiera aizata. Passa scampanianna battuleta. Con mano appapata fa guarda. Okay, I got the whiskey and soda part. <laughs> Rock and roll. Baseball. Baseball. All right, now, the, and, uh, when he actually wrote that song, if you actually look it up, and you can look it up in the lyrics, he actually almost makes fun of people trying to be, like Italians, trying to act American, and the song came out in the 50s. So when you actually take We No Speak Americano with... With uh, tu velo, tu velo ma fa americano, you actually get voristo no parano americano, which is you'd like to not speak americano. It's international, by the way. It's an international night here at Radio Paragonless. <laughs> I would play the drinking game right now because I actually have a drink, but that's fine. Let's pick it up. There we go. And that's how you do that. <laughs> yes, we're going to play the drinking game very soon before we go on uh, Christmas hiatus. Now, uh, you guys may actually know this by Shakira. She actually put this out, and this was uh, uh, based on the World Cup in Brazil. But you got it all. 
It wasn't five minutes. It was close to four minutes. You'll get back. Now, you guys remember this? This was the big, big Brazilian song. This time for Africa. Now that's what she put out for the uh, for, and it was a big Brazil song. But actually, she actually stole it from an original band from the fifties called the Golden Sounds, and it was the name of the song was Zanga. And I, this is it's truly international night here, and I shouldn't be drinking when I read this. Before. Everything is foreign. It's uh, Zanguela from the fifties, maybe late fifties, maybe early sixties. Whatever. Everybody, if you know the words, sing it. <laughs> so when you put those both those songs together, the Shakira song Waka Waka this time for Africa and Zangawila Waka Waka by the Golden Source, you get this time for Waka Waka. This is Africa. It is time. It is music to smoke too. It totally is. But listen to the end. It's great. This time for Africa. Waka waka. This time for Africa. <laughs> I figured I'd have to see it. <laughs> That's why you gotta just put that in the thing. You gotta put that in the middle. How could you not know that fucking Fozzie Bear was not gonna be part of that song? That's part of the free sample game. Um, here we go. This is uh, this is one that got a lot of play for a while, um, and you all know it. And actually, um, yeah, I'll tell you a little bit more after I play it. You must remember this by Robin Thicke. Okay, now he was close. Oh, I remember the video. I downloaded that bitch. twerking shut up i don't twerk i don't know how to twerk to that song but you actually may know that he actually stole a lot of that song from marvin gay from 1977 lost the court case as well that was marvin gay gotta give it up a little bit of marvin you never saw the video go to it right now jason just don't even bother like leave the website you're listening to me right now i will forgive you This is one of these songs nobody knows the words to. You know. <laughs> so, so that's the way that song goes. So if you take Blurred Lines, Robin Thicke, and Got to Give It Up by Marvin Gaye, and you put them together, you get Give It Up Blurred. Everybody get up. 
yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a motherfucking DJ up in this bitch. <laughs> Go a little louder because I like this part. You the hottest bitch in this place. I feel so lucky. You wanna hug me? What rhymes would hug me? Okay, now he was close. So that's how that goes. Now, here's something I'm gonna go back, and my sister actually will appreciate this because this was uh this is music that I kind of grew up with, but I know she kind of got into this. And uh, and anybody in my demographic, yeah, hola, friends. There we go. Oh, Karen's on. Karen's home. She made it home. Um, Karen had a bad afternoon, but a, a good night. But I'll get into that a little bit later. Please don't post it. Let's just leave it alone. There you go. Everybody say hi to Karen before I go to the next song. Um, this song was actually in like, uh, I think it was like 78. And I actually totally dig this song. This is Planet Rock by Africa Bambata. Oh yeah, we used to break dance to this shit. Oh, I'm popping and rocking right, popping and locking. The soul sonic force. The big wow And MC Glow, we emphasize the show. We got ego. Make this your night is right. In my day, as the people say, live it up. Turn it up. Or play our on the screen. Be what you be. Now, that was completely worth 30 seconds of it. But did you know that that song is actually sampled from a different song by the Trans-European Express? That's the name of the song. The Trans-Europa Express Craftwork. Fuck your mind up. They did this with like an Apple IIe in 81. Holy shit, right? It's, to- it's totally Casio. But they actually did it with a computer. An actual computer. They actually with a fucking three and a half inch floppy disk. What? Yes, I said that. Luckily, everybody online actually knows what that is. Except for Jason, who's fucking 12. Anyway, um, I've been drinking. I'm sorry. That's the harpoon talking. That ain't me. But if you combine Planet Rock by Africa Bombata and Trans Europe. Uh, Europa Express by Kraftwerk. You get the Planet Europa Rock Express. <laughs> Here we go. 48 seconds worth of dance music, baby. Everybody's gay. Come on. Come on, sing it. You know the chorus. Rocket, don't stop it. Then it freaks into that. So sonic force. (laughs) It's like so drawn. It's so fucked up. All right, that was uh, that was Planet Europa Rock Express. But you guys must remember this: the, uh, the one of the members of the Black Eyed Peas. Her name is Fergie, and she sang this. Oh, 
This is what's going to fuck you up. This is right. Phyllis is right. It was based on the song Supersonic by J.J. Fad. We're J.J. Fad and we're here to rock. Times like ours could never be stopped. See, it's three of us and I know we're fresh. Party with us non-stop us and our names are dead. See, the J is for just. The other for jamming. The M is for fresh A-N-D. Death. Behind the turntables is DJ Train. Mixing and scratching is the name of the game. Now here's a little something about nosy people. It's not real hard. It's plain and simple. D. Supersonic. That's where it came from. Supersonic. Supersonic motivating rhymes are to All right, so that's where that's where she got most of it. And there's a there's a great part of the song where it goes, any me to see any video fucking if you ever get a chance, download the YouTube video and just watch it. It's fucking hysterical. Anyway, the Fergalicious song was based on Supersonic, but what you did not know or might not know, it was actually there's other pieces in the Fergalicious song. There's a song by the Afro Rican called Give It All You Got that was actually a lot of the bass track. Four, tres, two, uno. And here's where it gets interesting. The give it all you got part, it was actually used by, it's it's like, it's song within a song within a song. The give it all you got part, they actually used two live crew actually fucking use that for the Hey We Want Some Pussy song, in case of those are far too young to remember that song, but I still have the album. I do not lying, but I know I'm gonna even go even further down into that train. Get into fr- I'm fucking inception this bitch. Here we go. At the very end, at the very end, when this part, you hear that? I bet you don't know what that is. I bet you don't know what that is. That's Night Train by James Brown is in there. For Night Train. Holy shit, is your mind blown yet? Is it blown yet? Miami, Florida. So Fergalicious took Supersonic by J.J. Fad and actually Give It All You Got by Afro-Rican, which actually sampled James Brown Night Train. But did you know that James Brown Night Train didn't even fucking write that song? James Brown stole Night Train from Marvin Barry and the Starlighters. It's me, your cousin, Marvin. <laughs> yes, it's Marvin Berry and the Starlighters from Back to the Future Part 2 and 3. They actually, but they didn't even write that song because Night Train 
The original Night Train was a 1952 song that was written. I can just fucking play it. I just got to play it. (laughs) From 1952. It's a 12-bar blues instrumental arranged uh, and recorded by Jimmy Forrest. And he was born Jimmy Robert Forrest Jr., St. Louis, uh, in the original version, hit a number one in the Billboard magazine, Rhythm Blues chart, for about five weeks in March of 52. It was the theme song of the mid-50s, an early evening's rhythm blues band, and rock and roll radio shows it in at least three cities around the United States, Boston, Houston, and, uh, and Escabana, Missouri. How fucked up is this? The opening, and then it even gets even worse. The opening rift was from 1940 by Johnny Hodges, a Duke Ellington sideman under the title, That's the Blues Old Man. How? I'm telling you, this is fucking deep. And I got to end the whole series on this because this goes all the way back. And Duke, he played in the band with Duke Ellington and Count fucking Basie. Unbelievable! Night Train has been featured in various movies, and uh, it's been it's been in Back to the Future, as I just said. It was uh, playing uh, at the high school dance when uh, in Rush Hour. Did you know that? And in, in Rush Hour, it was the background in a bar fight. How fucked up is that? So that's what we all get. That's how it, it's going. It's going. It's yeah, but push it is actually sampled from all that. That's what I'm saying. That song is so. That song is the. Let's see. That that is the uh, the Lucy. It's the Lucy. It's the original. That's where all the other fucking music came from. It's the Cro Magnum ape of songs. So here we go to close it out. If you combine. Fergalicious by Fergie, Supersonic by J.J. Fad, Give It All You Got by Afro Rican, Night Train by James Brown, Night Train by Marvin Barry and the Starlighters, and Marvin uh, in the original Night Train. You put them all together, you get Super Train Godalicious. And he be lining down the block just to watch oh, what a guy. Give it all you got. Give, give, give it all you got. That, that took a long fucking time to do, by the way. So, <laughs> so yes. So that is the song. The, that's the Sample has got around. Everybody used that. To, that is like the original. That is like patient zero right there. <laughs> so that was the probably the last installment of free sample. And ladies and gentlemen, here's what we're going to do because we're running a, just a tad bit late. I'm going to take our first break of this evening. And when we come back, I've got some uh, really really fun things in store for you. You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia.
18 weeks early. He'll ask for the bill after given a menu. He once finished the Focus T25 workout in four minutes. He is the most impatient man in the world. I don't often watch movies, but when I do, it's in fast forward. Stay thirsty, my friend. I've had many shows, many guests, many listeners. Who am I? I'm, I'm kind of a physician, but not really. I'm getting my bachelor's, but I am radio irregardless. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. You're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And uh, here's something I wanted to do for you guys. Um, I know that the show has been going on for about a year. Um, and when we first started, we were doing every other week. And then I was doing some replays. And, and I had two guests on. I was doing that. But one of the things that I actually wanted to do, which I started, I was very lucky. I started a format that kind of hasn't... Uh, changed much in the beginning where I played a clip of something I I would hear or some movie or a, a, an internet thing where somebody would use the word irregardless. And of course, you know, irregardless is a non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. It's one of those things that people say it's not a word. It doesn't have any meaning. It actually, it contradicts itself in the meaning. And the reason I picked this, uh, irre- ah, who's that? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. My brother's trying to call right now. See, I got the volume up on my thing, and I'm like, I'm sorry. So I can't answer right now. I'm not taking calls right now. So, um, But the reason we do, um, the reason we do, how's that not, here we go. Is that still going on? Can we all hear that? That's weird. No, I can't hear that. I thought I could. (laughs) Anyway, holy Skype. Yeah, no shit. Um. But the reason it's irregardless is, and I have to thank my wife for that, because we kind of talk, come up with a bunch of different things, and, and irregardless is one of those things that it means something, but it doesn't. It's a, it's a kind of a Northeast or a general colloquialism, which is huge in Miami now at this point, but... Um, the the proper the the reason for telling these stories, every single show starts off with saying something or a clip from the internet, with somebody using the word irregardless. And I know that sometimes people get on late. Oh, that was loud. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was loud. Sorry. Um, yes, we can hear. I don't know how you were able to hear that. That shouldn't have happened. That shouldn't have happened at all. Anyway, I gotta. You know, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just unplug my phone. There we go. <laughs> now you won't hear it. Anyway, um, well, most of the time when you guys get on, you might get on, you might just hear the music, and you don't know there's something something before it. So what I decided is, because I've been doing this for a long time now, and I've actually searched the internet for different phrases using the word irregardless. And in the 36 shows that I've done, uh, this well, this being the thirty seventh, I believe. Uh, let's say I've done thirty six. This is the thirty seventh show I've done, starting the new seasons S two E one. I decided I'm going to play for you every 
single clip, which would be the intro. Now, I'll brace you. Some of them are really funny. Some of them are not so funny. Some of them go like 10 seconds. One of them goes like a minute and a half. But overall, if you want to just sit back, relax, and listen to every single opening clip, because I'm only going to do this once a year, so fucking deal with it. I don't know what to tell you. Um, This is every single opening clip that Radio Irregardless has ever used. Because that's Irregardless. That's going to be that. Yes. Irregardless or regardless? Irregardless, isn't it? I don't know. Is that a word? Sometimes. What would that mean then, irregardless? Probably be the opposite of regardless. Irregardless? That's not even a real word. You're affixing the negative prefix ear to regardless. But as regardless is already negative, it's a logical absurdity. At 10 hundred hours, I followed your orders to the minute. I changed the time to 0945. No one told me, sir. I telephoned. I'm courted with a family that has no telephone. And sent a runner. No runner found me, Captain. Irregardless, when given a task to perform by a ranking officer, you should have delegated. And what's happened lately is they've used a sundown uh, law, basically, to say, hey, we can't can't have you drumming. Before it used to be 10 o'clock, now it's sundown. And now what they're doing is they train a lot of their officers who are rookies and have skirmishes lines and have tactical lines just so that they can kick everybody out. Irregardless of that, you cannot have a law that doesn't let people go there. Hopefully you'll be out of here by then. Hopefully? I can't guarantee it. Hopefully means with hope, Captain, not I hope. Did you mean that I will be out of here with hope? No, you meant that you hope that I will be out of here. Right, I hope so. (laughs) I'm sorry if I was a bit sharp, but a tiny mistake like that, well, it makes me a little crazy. Irregardless, whenever seat over there. His processor is transcendence. The key to artificial life. I don't care. Does it work? Yeah, it works. And four of my guys were killed in procuring it. Irregardless. Fuck with us, and you're dead. Did you know that already, right? Irregardless. You heard me. If you're trying to pawn off some sort of... Okay, I'm sorry, hold on a sec. Did you just say irregardless? What the fuck are you talking about, man? Did you not just say, irregardless, you fuck with us, you die? Yeah, that's what I said. You fuck with us, and you're dead. Am I speaking in a riddle? Okay, well, just technically, it should be, regardless, you fuck with us, you die. Are you fucking with me right now? Because you did just hear me say the whole part about, you fuck with us, and you're dead. Right, I mean, you, you did hear that, right? I heard that. Yeah. I'm also hearing you say a word that doesn't exist in the English language. Irregardless, it's not a word. What up, guys? Welcome to CCC 420. I'm Magrito. I'm Dan. I'm Shane. And we got a killer strain review today. This is some dank-ass flour right here. What strain are we working with? This seems um, to be a little bit more compound, you know, a little more yeah. compact. But, but yeah, the, uh, oh. the the weed itself, irregardless of its shape, is just retains that flavor amazingly. Irregardless is one of those words that makes me cringe when I hear it. We have to be willing to fight for these ideals. And as a result, he, you know, he had feuds, he had, he had breaks with his friends, he had uh, real confrontations because he kept this faith in, in, regardless of the time or, or the crisis 
that, that he was facing. Even with the theory of evolution, when people say that the theory of evolution contradicts or at least goes against religion, regardless of whether they accept it or not, scientists will still study it, make predictions, help people, regardless of whatever philosophical reasons or religious reasons. When you say irregardless It makes you sound retarded You probably mean regardless The ear is not a part of it Civil Rights Act, they did it because it was the right thing to do. Whenever you have this issue that Greg brings up in one community, irregardless of skin color, it's a travesty. I like to compete. I like to try and beat the, the best of the best. I'm going to keep trying. When it comes to the difference between, let's say, a 1K buy-in versus the 100K buy-in, are you in it to win it irregardless? Uh, basically, if I enter a tournament, I'm going to try to win. <laughs> He says, I do not owe you anything. I want you out of the house. Did a family dispute. Then I heard a big old thud in the living room. Lead to unthinkable abuse. I just kind of looked at him and said, you know, you shouldn't talk to your mother that way. Irregardless. Shouldn't have put your hands on your mother. Judge Judy. Earlier we did ask this question. Which word will make grammar sticklers cringe? Is it regardless, regarding, irrespective, or irregardless. And the answer, which Kathy Lee and I both knew, we're bragging, is irregardless. The other types of oil here are mineral oil. We've got your 5W20, we have the 5W30, and the 10W30, which is the most common oils on the market today, irregardless of manufacturer or brand. Okay, so here's the deal. Everybody bets 25 US dollars into the diet bet pot, and you have four weeks to lose 4% of your body weight, and everybody that meets their goal, irregardless of your starting weight, will split that pot. That's Regina's ex-boyfriend. They went out for a year. Yeah, and then she was devastated when he broke up with her last summer. I thought she dumped him for Shane Oman. Okay, irregardless, ex-boyfriends are just off limits to friends. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. Take a look at the scoreboards, 14 to 14 right now. So despite that loss of players, they are hanging in this game. But coaches and school officials say irregardless of any score, there are more important lessons to be learned tonight. Irregardless isn't even a word. Yes, it is. It means without lack of regard. I pity you. It's incredibly important to understand the physics, but it may not attract people in. Some of the students doing PhDs coming through now are just phenomenally good, but those students will always do well, almost irregardless of the system, and they'll hack through it. I think the judgment is going to be a negative judgment 
irregardless of whether we raise the debt ceiling or not. Gotcha. Uh, Senator Rand Paul, thanks so much for coming in with your perspective on this. So you're in your sixth season. Sixth season of, of RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race. Race. So what's different this season? It's always different because of the personalities who get cast on right. the show. And, you know, these are little boys who were, you know, cast off and, and made fun of and prevailed irregardless <laughs> of what anybody else had to say. <laughs> Reverend R.J. Davis is a pastor, a city alderman, and has put two kids through the district. It has gotten to the point where they have lost respect in terms of others around them. The students, uh, uh, they just really uh, wear what they want to wear, irregardless to whether, what the atmosphere is. He would become bearish on silver if it ran straight to $100. Of course, it didn't run straight to $100. It actually hit that 50 or came very close to that 50 high and then corrected. We know that it was manipulation. But irregardless of the manipulations, we can see that there's a very serious Serious consolidation going on. Denise McDonough, you are so busted. Dolly, oh. oh my God, I thought you were at work. Yeah, I got fired for sucking on whipped cream cans. <laughs> but you were supposed to call me when you got down. Irregardless, <laughs> you have been under surveillance this whole time. Your problem's a spiritual matter. Maybe, but irregardless, I should have had immunity to all of this shit. It's got a problem with rage. He disappointed me in ways that I can't even begin to tell you. And he put us all at risk. They were godless. It's been made clear to me that if they put their hands on him, he will not be dealt with quick. Because of the aggravation factor involved for English teachers such as myself, I'm going to make this short and sweet. So listen closely. Are you ready? Here it is. Irregardless is not a word. I'm the Transit TV teacher, Justin Vior. If it is something that absolutely needs to be addressed, ground them in a sincere compliment first. Then add your input. That was a brilliant speech you delivered yesterday, and you really had the audience engaged. And next time, just remember, irregardless is not a word. Avoid the word but. Great speech, but irregardless is not a word. Do you feel the difference? So many of the great women in the Senate won, you know, Claire McCaskill won, and Elizabeth Warren won. Of course, Michelle Bachman is still there, whatever. But, but it's like, you know, these Why girls... Why are only some women great in the Senate? I think all women in the Senate are actually pretty great, irregardless of politics. Rectal dysfunction is a malady that affects millions of men of every demographic. Well, then you must be a demographic anomaly because you're statistically likely to be affected by every sexual dysfunction listed in the AMA. Do you believe everything you read in peer-reviewed scientific literature that's involved with upstart theorists, irregardless of the FDA's time-tested data? All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. I don't know what it is about a full moon. It's just uh, something about it. I don't know, maybe it's the tides or something. No, but irregardless, you know, we're on the job. And if that makes people breathe a little easier knowing we're out there or be a little less nervous walking the streets at night, well, it's, that's a good feeling. <laughs> that's all 35, 36, 36 clips, 35 clips of every single opening. And I hope you guys enjoyed them. I, I, I actually loved 
looking for them and finding them and then actually using them. So again, if you didn't get to hear them, you know, sometimes you get on a little late to the show and you don't actually get to hear them. But there's much more. And as I posted it in the chat, there I have about, I have 32 more. I've been looking for these for a year. I have 32 more that I haven't even used, and some of them are hysterical. Um, but I, I love a lot of the ones I've used. So that's uh, that's my little homage to to the show. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a little treat. Since you had to sit through that for, uh, you know, 10 minutes or so, um, I'm going to play something nice. Uh, I'm going to play you a, a very, uh, it, and this is only about a three-minute short story. This is a short story. I'll give you a little story on the story. Um, I actually wrote this story. I was um, I was lying on the couch. It was uh, summer, I think some, sometime last year. And I was lying down and there was this nice breeze coming in through the windows and some music was playing and my wife was doing some things in the kitchen. I was just lying on the couch just listening to her work. Um, and I had this idea and this idea popped into my head and I went, wow, this is this is something something cool. So I went upstairs and I actually wrote it down. And it's uh, it's just a quick little piece. And I hope you guys enjoy it. This is actually called Reflection. I hope you enjoy it. Reflection. The summer day is cool, despite there being no breeze in the air. The small pond is still with a woman's reflection beaming against the sky. The water lilies root and tangle beneath the surface, twisting and turning on themselves. The flowers are in bloom with white and purple petals atop the dark green pads. The woman is sitting, watching, hoping for something. She has never known such a beautiful day. To be out in the sun, admiring the colors and sights, she is lost in thought, pondering the visions. What can I do? What would I do? She is a prisoner, caught in the day. Love and desire of what else could be shackle her. If tears could flow from her eyes, they'd overflow the small pond. She is alive, but cannot feel. She has never been closer to true life than this moment. Her fingers almost touch the surface, but something holds back her hand. Fear of death or fear of life. To exist and to not is a terrible thing, and she had known it for a long time. What can I do, she thinks. The sun burns down on the water, warming her face, as if the hand of Mother Nature was comforting her. A tear finally finds its way out of her eye and flows into the water. Do I matter? Am I important? A slow breeze comes from the east. Can this be all? Or... Is there more? The wind crosses the lawn. I am more. The breeze flows over the pond, rippling the surface. The woman's reflection disappears.
Reflection. Written by Mark Scalia. All material property of MS Enterprises. Copyrighted 2014. At a wedding toast, he confessed to giving the bride chlamydia. People know him as that guy. He'll ask about your children at a urinal. He once approached an undercover officer for drugs in front of a police station. He is the most inappropriate man in the world. I don't often drink beer, but when I do, it's at an AA meeting. Stay thirsty, my friends. This section of the galaxy, I listen to radio irregardless with Mark Scalia. Exterminate! 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 To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978 219 9294. You're back at Radio Air, regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Yes, that is one of the weirdest segues ever. Uh, I, I just didn't want to talk between... I should have given a little bit more break in between the um, the bumper, uh, maybe. So, um, But yeah, I actually wrote that because I was sitting on the couch, and I just thought it was um, a very interesting thing to have um, somebody, you know, a woman enjoy the breeze and then exist and not and be that tortured kind of thing so um and we actually have a new uh listener a little chatter uh somebody called trisket trisket this show is not a podcast it's actually just a live show um and i'm glad you brought that up i'm super glad you brought that up because because this is my one year anniversary show my old shows every single show i've done I'm actually going to upload them to my personal website, and you will be able to um, download them. So that's going to be my thing. So uh, I've I've moved beyond hoarding the show, and I'm going to actually let it all out. So you, it, you know, just like any other, it it kind of won't be a podcast. It'll be a live show that you have to listen to, but you can download uh, the older episodes and then listen to them. And you can either go to the website or you can download them directly, and uh, that kind of thing. And and uh, I mean, originally when I started the show, I'm like, yeah, I want to I want to be creative and I want to stay creative and everything and write and perform. And have comics and actors and and musicians and people on, on the um, on the show and have it you know have a lot of fun, uh, and then of course I'm like, well, how can I make money at this? And I'm like, I don't, I actually don't. And this is a weird thing. And my wife's listening; she's gonna hate it. I actually don't care if I make money on this show. I really don't. I don't. Um, no, it's not a cracker named Trisket. Don't be mean to the new listeners, Brendan. You bastard! Don't do that. There's too much hate in the world. Don't be hating on Trisket. I like Trisket. I like Trisket. Trisket's my new favorite listener, or my newest, my newest listener. So I'll just go with newest listener. <laughs> that's what, so um, that's what we're gonna do with the uh, the newest uh, the the older uh, shows. So um, here's what I'm gonna do now. Now that I played you uh, um, 
reflection, which was uh, pretty intense. Uh, and I, it's supposed to be intense. And uh, thank you, Brendan, laughing. Thank you, Brendan. Um, I was a huge fan. I was always a huge fan of uh, The Outer Limits. And I know Brendan is in it and sci-fi and, and Jason and, and Paul and Kim. And, and we're a lot of sci-fi people. And um, I actually started calling you guys. I don't know if you realize this. I started the program with a different name and it got all weird. But the name of the show was actually, it's been a great year, Loyal Irregardian Listenerds. Because <laughs> I'm now calling you... Uh, I think I'm getting interference from another cast. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. Why would you type that? I don't know what that means. Um, I call you guys now irregardians and listeners, <laughs> which that's my phrase. I wrote that. It listeners. So, Comic Con, don't steal my shit. Um, but I was always a fan. Uh, you just thought I heard your bro and he. What? Hold on a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't care about money on this show. Like, yeah, I'm, I got to make money. But this show has really been fun. And if you guys are, you know, you guys are all members of uh, on Facebook. Um, so if you want to be, a, a, if you're new to the show and you want to be a member or be a member, be part of the group radio regardless, I actually have been putting out promos. I put out the Mad Men promo, the original Breaking Bad promo, where I kind of parody a little bit. And my latest one has been the Doctor Who one, which I was very happy with. I stayed up till like 2 in the morning doing that, and I was so excited. And not only did I stay up till 2 in the morning, I got up at like 7 in the morning and then continued doing it. I had so much fun doing that. And that's what I love. I love I love the show. I love having fun. And if you want to be a guest or a sponsor, because that's what I really want to do. I want to get you guys, if you want to do a promo, I don't care what it is. Suppose you want a fundraiser or you just want to promote your own website or you just have something to say or you just want to, you know, call me and say, I got a lot of people going, I don't know why the fuck you're listening to the show. It's Mark Scalia with Radio Regardless. I don't care if you want to do that. Call into the hotline, which is 978-219-9294, which I forgot to put in the chat. So let me do that right now. Um, call up, email me, do all that because I would love to uh, just use it all as as just, you know, part of the show. That's what I want to do. I just want the show to be fun and something that everybody can tune into. And, and we're running a little late because I started late because of the technical glitches, of course, with the last minute, you know, the last <laughs> fucking show thing. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play you um, something that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, about, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, um, as I said, I was talking about the uh, Outer Limits. I've never been a Twilight Zone guy because the Twilight Zones, to me, ended too clean. But I was an Outer Limits guy. Where the Outer Limits ended the way that they needed to based on the story that they were explaining. And they never ended clean. They always ended kind of weird. Twilight Zone ended bizarre sometimes. But the uh, you know Outer Limits ended the way that it needed to based on the subject matter. So... Um, I totally, I'm telling you, I, I, I would buy every single, uh, the new Outer Limits, the ones that come out in the, the uh, uh, early to mid-90s, but there's like 1,500 DVDs. It's ridiculous. But I was a huge fan. So about two, three years ago, I started writing short stories um, based on a concept, If. And this was actually one of the stories um, that I come up with. Uh, here's a type of question. Why would you change the pronunciation of a last name? I did not change the pronunciation of a last name. A last name, the Italian pronunciation of our last name is Scalia. The American version is Scalia. 
And as I traveled more and more across the country, I was tired of correcting people. So I just let it stick. That's what I did. So Scalia is, is, and believe me, I got enough of that. So the, let's go back to the original thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I deleted the wrong thing. There we go. There we go. Let's just delete that. Uh, so this is a short story that's been a um, uh, something very near and dear to my heart for a very long time. And originally started as a short story. I converted it to a script. Then I was going to shoot it as a film. And then I was going to do it as animation. Then I was going to do it, blah, blah, blah. So what I finally did is I actually have narrated it. I converted it. I did it. So I hope you guys... Uh, this is something very, very important to me. So it's about 17 minutes. So, and this will probably take us to our next break. I'm going to have a little bit of a break. I'll, I won't just jump into the break, but enjoy guys. This is breathe deep. Breathe deep. The glow of streetlights and a slight breeze flows through shadeless windows of a fourth floor apartment. Papers, pencils, and old mail clutter a thin card table, one of only a few pieces of furniture. A man leans back in a chair, takes a deep breath, staring at his laptop, not completely sure what to type. He pushes out the chair, sliding it roughly across an old, worn, braided rug, and makes his way into the kitchen. His walk is slow and uninteresting, as if wading through water. He opens the refrigerator, noticing that the light does not come on. Another deep breath comes from the dimness, followed by a beeping from the laptop. He quickly runs back, connecting the printer, turning the switch back and forth. He realizes there is no power and frantically tries saving the file before the laptop shuts down. The screen goes dim. At least I got that much. Gathering up a few papers, a reading light, and a red pen, he lies in bed. The next morning, a watch alarm beeps abruptly, waking him. Trying to focus his eyes on the timepiece, he falls out of bed. The morning's light reveals a simple mattress on the floor in the corner. With several red ink lines blazed across his cheek, he jumps up, running to the bathroom to get ready. After mostly gathering himself together, he leaves for work. With the sound of several locks unlocking, the door opens, illuminating the dark apartment with hallway light. Paul enters, fumbling with the day's mail in a briefcase. He closes the door and goes through the sequence of locks once more. He tosses the mail on the table and opens the old brown leather case, removing papers with red pen marks and now almost completely covered with yellow highlighter. He sighs, puts the papers on the desk, and walks in the kitchen. An hour or so later, Paul, with an extension cord in hand, climbs into the apartment from the fire escape. He connects the laptop cable into the end of the cord and a soft glow shines from the screen. He begins typing into the night.
The alarm on his watch strikes again, and Paul awakes from slumber. Raising his head with the keyboard impression on his right cheek, he wipes his eyes and gets up from the chair, heading to the bathroom. The apartment is dark, and once again, the clicking of the locks opens the door. He places the case on the chair and begins removing marked up papers. He opens his laptop and realizes it's on battery power. He grabs the power cable, reeling it to the extension cord. He continues pulling it in from the fire escape until he finds the cord has been cut, leaving only a frayed end. He drops it and starts typing. With late night turning into early morning, he finishes and shuts down the laptop. With the artificial glow gone, the streetlights pierce the windows, giving the otherwise dark room a warm glow. He opens the leather case, grabs a pencil, tears off a sheet of lined paper, and begins to write. A slight smile creeps across his tired face. The sounds of the city slowly disappear. Once he's finished, he starts to read, walking from the desk to the bed. The smile slowly fades. In a quiet whisper to himself, he asks, Why can't I do this for real? By the time he's in bed, the smile is gone. His breathing slows and his eyes grow heavy. His hand slowly lowers, releasing the writing as sleep starts to claim him. He exhales a deep breath, causing the paper to flutter gently as it rests on the pillow. The watch alarm again. Paul wakes. He silences the noise and realizes today isn't a work day. A thankful Saturday returns him to sleep. But something is different, though. He feels something next to him. Someone next to him. He sits up and focuses his eyes. This is a woman in a flowered yellow sundress. Uh, hello? Excuse me. She stirs. Um. Uh, she turns to him, eyes still closed. Wake up. She opens her eyes and looks into his. Good morning. Um, uh, good morning. Who are you? I'm Mari. Mari? How'd you get here? Here? I don't know. He thinks to himself. I was writing my story last night. He picks up the paper from the pillow. It's as blank as the moment he tore it from the pad. His eyes close slightly and he tries to assemble the chain of events. The woman touches his hand. Are you all right? Paul jumps slightly from the touch. He gets up and walks toward the desk. He starts pacing slightly, holding the paper, looking at it. I was writing my story last night. I wrote the part with... Mari? They look at each other and start to smile. He walks back to the bed and touches her face to make sure she's real. I'm Paul. She looks around the apartment, her eyes giving way to nervousness. Where am I? My apartment. Anxiety is removed from her face, and a curious smile replaces it. Paul jumps up and gestures as if he were a tour guide, showing off a grand palace. This is the bedroom, my office and kitchen. It's 
not much, but it's a great location, close to everything. Right in the middle of the city. City? What's that? It's outside. It's the city. Can I see outside? He points to the window. She sees the tops of buildings and a blue cloudless sky. She doesn't move. She's transfixed on what she's never seen, filled with amazement and wonder. This is the city? Yes. Can I see it? Can you show it to me? Sure I can. I'm I'm just not sure about you. What if someone asks? Why, why, why would they? they? Stay right here. Don't go. I'll change clothes. Maori slowly gets up and stares out the window, feeling the sunlight on her face and the gentle breeze flow over her hair. She closes her eyes and slowly listens to the sounds coming from the outside. To anyone else, they would be something to block out or ignore. But to Mari, the sounds are individual and something very special. Car horns, brakes squealing, pigeons cooing, laughter, talking. All these sounds are sweet and new to her. Paul walks into the room and takes her hand as she slowly opens her eyes. They look at each other for what seems like hours and start to smile. He touches her face, checking each contour and surface. Want to see what's out there? They walk down the stairs of the apartment building, each step new and exciting. He leads her out the front door, careful and gentle with her newness. Mari's eyes slowly adjust from the darker hallway to the bright sunlight. She pauses for long moments to experience the surroundings Staring at the buildings, the trees, and the passing cars, she notices everything. From the slight smell of fruit from the farm stand half a block down the street, to a single ant on the stoop. They make their way from street to street, and with each step, Mari cannot get enough. She asks about everything. Paul... Having walked these streets dozens, if not hundreds of times, never stopped to notice, much less care about these things. But now, he sees them as she does. Amazing. Their walk continues and winds through the city to the entrance of the park. The city had wonders before, but now, the park offers new visions to them. Mari is as bright as the sunlight that hits her, Paul loses himself. He has forgotten about his job, the red and yellow marked up paperwork, the bills, and the lightless fridge. His life before these moments seemed like a fleeting dream, and Mari has woken him from it. They hold hands and almost dance with every step. She looks into Paul's eyes. Did you make all this? <laughs> no. You didn't make this? No. Mari, this is all real. The smile slowly leaves her face, 
he tries to explain. I'm just a writer. Well, a proof copywriter for a magazine and my boss, well, my supervisor doesn't like me. I want to get published, so he's got it in for me. Something about paying my dues and I'll never make it. Anyway, I just write for a job, and when I wrote about you last night, that was my story. I wrote about you. Your hair, your dress. I wrote you. Just you. Mari's eyes reveal a sadness that they have never known before this moment. She sinks to the ground as if boneless. It doesn't make sense to her, but she feels one thing for sure. She doesn't belong. Her eyes start to tear slightly. Can you write all this? What do you mean? Write it for me. For you? I never knew things like this before. I... I don't know what was before. If these things are real, what am I? She starts to shiver. It's okay. It'll be okay. Paul tries his best to comfort her. But the life she had so readily accepted is gone, replaced with a fear and doubt of everything. Clouds slowly roll in overhead and blanket the sky, arriving as if from nowhere. The bright day becomes overcast. The locks click and the two enter. Mari is still shaken, with Paul almost carrying her into the apartment. Just sit on the bed. I'll get you something to drink. He runs to the refrigerator and realizes it's been off for days. He opens a cabinet and grabs a glass, turns on the faucet. A loud rumbling noise comes through the pipes and Paul turns toward Mari. Already confused and upset, Mari jumps from the noise. Water, first brown, then turning clear, relieves the sound and fills the glass. She takes the glass and drinks. The light and energetic person so full of interest is reduced to a quiet, unsure creature, afraid of everything in this scary and dim new world. Paul does his best to comfort her, holding her tightly to his chest. He closes his eyes. He feels her heartbeat. His eyes open, and he sees the blank-lined paper still on the pillow. He lets her from his arms looks deep into her eyes and smiles. The solution finds him. The writer will write. He leaves the bed and goes to the table, reaching for the blank lined pad of paper and grabs a pencil. He clears off the clutter from the card table, revealing its dim bluish top. He writes as if possessed, frantically scraping away graphite on parchment. He creates the story, his story. The lifelong tale tucked away in his heart and soul finds its way to the paper. The cloudy afternoon gives way to night and still he writes. Three, four, ten, twenty pages and still he writes into the night. Mari, very tired, lies down watching him only a few feet away. He smiles bigger and bigger. The smile envelops his face. Tears fill his eye. Even a few slight laughs march through his teeth. Mari falls asleep and he writes on and on. After 62 and a third pages, he finishes. 
puts down the pencil, now only a fraction of its former length, and flexes his hand. He sifts through the pages, holding them up to the streetlight, looks at the mattress with the sleeping woman on it, and smiles even wider. He walks over and lies next to her. He listens to her breathe. She embraces him still asleep and puts her head on his chest. He reads the pages to her in whispers. The papers catch the moving air and flutter. He slowly closes his eyes, still reciting the words off the pages. Dawn comes. Still sound and light enters the open windows. The Sunday morning breezes invade the room and remove the last few pages from the card table. A few of them make their way across the floor towards the vacant mattress. Its occupants gone, as if never having been there. All that rest on it now are sixty-two and a third pages of blank-lined paper. A single page has but two words written on it in pencil. Breathe deep. Breathe Deep Written and narrated by Mark Scalia Voiced by Juan C. Rodriguez as Paul and Kate Paulson as Mari Original Music Living Words, composed and performed by Derek Dupuis. All material property of MS Enterprises, copyrighted 2014. And there you go, Radio Irregardless. Radio Irregardians. Uh, that was Breathe Deep, and we lost a couple of listeners, but that's fine. That's fine. It's a long way to go for a punchline, but um, I'm very happy with that. So thank you. Also intense. Yeah, I just... Uh, it's, it's one of those things that I've had people read it and, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, there's some concept art and stuff I had by it. So eventually what I intend on doing is because, and it's because of the show, the show has actually motivated me to write more and then now take this audio and put some video to it. And, um, I've got some concept stuff that I've used with, um, Photoshop and, I've also got a 3D software and stuff like that. So I've come up with some ideas about that. But I hope you guys enjoyed that because that was uh, kind of a, it was important to me. It's, you know, you don't, you don't have to, maybe it's not your thing or whatever, but I was very happy about that. And uh, the music that is actually on this show, the the theme song of this actually, of uh, Radio Regardless, which, which is... Um, if only I had a pen, uh, which was written by uh, uh, Derek Dupuis, which is um, my wife's nephew. It's technically is my nephew as well. Um, I actually commissioned him to write this music. Now here's an interesting little story. Um, he was kind of he's he's just this amazing musician composer, and he was just kind of uh, playing on the on piano one night, just kind of you know doing his thing, and his cousin Cal took out his iPhone and videotaped it. He just, you know, videotaped it. And it was just this really interesting piece of music, um, which is this. Which is actually from uh, just, he was just shooting the shit. It's like three, three and a half minutes worth of this. And uh, 
I always thought this was, it was a little, you know, intense and stuff like that. But, and I said to him, I said, this is some of the concept stuff I'm thinking about. Could you write some music for it? And he did. Like, all of that is him, which is, uh, you know, the name of the song is Living Words. And it's almost seven and a half minutes worth of song, worth of music. And it's just, it really fits. I mean, he scored it. He literally scored it because I had the whole thing already pre-produced. And then I just sent him a copy of it and he did it. So, so I'm very happy with that. So now that the, that the, 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 the touchy feely intensity and oh, little, let's all just get to know each other a little better. Um, let's pass all that up. So, what I did is I posted on Facebook today. Um, you know what I'm going to do? Let's uh, let's take a break, and then I'll get into that. So um, you guys are listening to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And uh, thank you so much. But we'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And uh, I promised you guys a stump the host game. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sign in to the Radio Irregardless uh, say if I can, can I do that? Yes, I can. Let's let's do sign into the email. There we go. Um, so a couple things uh, before I get into this. Uh, Brendan actually posted three, and I actually I saw you posted it, but I didn't look at it. So Brendan has a few because I said stump the host because I like to play the game, the games, and nobody gets to play. I don't get to play really. So here's the first one. Brendan actually said, here's a few quotes. Now, these are slightly difficult because I have to actually read the quote as opposed to actually hear it. His first one was uh, for stump the host. Number one, I think the point is to make us despair, to make us feel animal and ugly. I don't know that one. <laughs> I'd have to hear it. Um, but I do not know that one. So that would be... Eh. So here's what I got to do. Just because I always play it. Let's say if you're going to play something nice, how about... Let's see. Uh, I'll get this. Uh, <laughs> so I got one wrong. So they're all mainstream movies. Um, if I had to guess, I think the point is to make us despair, to make us feel animal and ugly. Um I don't know. I'd say, uh, uh, I don't know. Eyes wide shut. I don't don't know. Um, So what is it, Brendan? Oh, what was that? Oh, I'm seeing him on Facebook, and that's the thing. So So let's see. I'm on Facebook, so I have to go back. You know what it is? I have decided I don't want a technically perfect show. Fuck it. (laughs) 
Oh, it's from The Exorcist. Thank you. All right. So uh, did anyone else get that one? Because you guys can play against me, too. Uh, let's see. His second one is, um, but the cellar is the safest place. Um, I was going to say, because um, I know you, because if you're saying Exorcist in that one, I would say that would have to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Would, would that be true? Or do I have to play the boom, 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 boom again? I'll read it again so that you guys can play. It is, but the cellar is the safest place. Or maybe Blair Witch Project. No, it's wrong. What is it? See if our, see if our listeners know. Does anyone know? Three Haddon. All right, Brennan, tell everybody what it is. Yeah, dead air. That's that's just wonderful. You know what you do? Get Comcast, dude. Get you get your speed up. <laughs> Okay. It's not a living dead. Oh, is that the original one? Or it doesn't matter. Uh, cause I don't care. Uh, so, but okay, fine. Since I got that one wrong, of course I'll play. That ain't right. Yeah, I got that right. And of course the last one, what if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. Oh dude, fucking give me a break. Would you? That's fucking Boba Fett. That one I know. And it's whatever he doesn't survive. He's worth a lot to me. No. The Empire will will compensate you for your loss. There you go. So I got one right out of that. So, so far, uh, audience two. Uh, so I'll have to play. There we go. I got it right. Um, so Brenda decided to play the game uh, that away. So I'm going to sign out of Facebook because we got all that done. Uh, radio irregardless. And Kim actually said stump the host trivia. The pillar with the poison is the vessel with the pestle. The chalice from the palace has the brew that is true. Of course, you must know that the pestle, that the valis, that the the chalice from the palace was broken. So now it's the vessel with the pestle. So the vessel, so the pillar with the poison is the vessel with the pestle. The, ve- the chalice from the palace has the brew that is true. And of course, you know uh, that has been broken. So now it's the chalice from the palace, uh, which is the other one. So that is from the purple pumpernil. <laughs> Yes, no, it's Princess Bride. Come on, Jesse. That's Danny Kay. That's one of my favorite movies. That is, uh, they broke the chalice from the palace. All right, so it's the flag with the dragon. That's what it is. The flag with the dragon has the pillow with the poison, the vessel with the pestle, that is true. That's what it is. That's one of my favorite all time. Now, I remember that as a kid. And uh, yes, yeah, so I get one right. So if I get one right, I get to play myself. Hey, uh, let's see. I got this one. I bet you do all kinds of right. That's right. So I've got two. Out of four, which means I tie the audience, bitches. I'll tell you what. See how badass you are. Type something in um, as if it was a common knowledge. <laughs> Jeter. What? Okay, mom made us. Yeah, and I loved it. All right, I tell you what. Um, let's see. Uh, Karen hasn't played. Uh, Brendan and, and Kim did. Um, let's see. It's, uh, it's, it's called Jester? No, it was, uh, it was the court Jester. No, no, no. It was um, the purple. No, the purple pimpanel was the beauty mark on the baby's butt. And he kept pulling it down. And then the, all these armies would kind of kneel down. He goes, your majesty. So, <laughs> All right. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what. If um, Phyllis, what's this? I ate too much. Name her a bit slow. Yeah, Karen can't play. So Triscuit, I'll tell you what. I, I've been playing the movie game with everybody here. And what you do is you type in. A, uh, a movie line, a line from any movie, um, whether whatever it is, it's contemporary, it's drama, it's it's uh, action, whatever it is, you can type that in. Oh, the name of the movie was The Courtchester. Oh, okay, maybe I never actually knew the movie's name. I always thought it was called The Purple Pimpernel. 
So, and that's a movie I'm probably going to rent at some point to try to find because I remember it's just so funny. That's just before the, and the whole vessel with the pestle is because he was going to do jousting and he wanted the other guy to fall down and blah, blah, blah. Um, but so far, I'm tied with you guys, unless somebody wants to throw out a random, Jesse, you know something? You know a lot of movies. Throw out a movie line. Stump me. My sister, throw out a movie line. Throw out a movie line. I dare you. Because we're almost done. And it's getting late because I'm 20 minutes late because it's fucking tech bullshit. <laughs> so what are we going to do? Nothing? All right, nothing. All right. No, oh, wait, we got something. What is it? Let's see. Porn doesn't count. I know that. Okay. Oh. But you'd keep me for yourself, you sick bastard. Four years of fucking punks up the ass, and I appreciate a piece of prime rib when you see one. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Probably not the movie game. Oh, wait a minute. Of course not. You'd keep me for yourself, you sick bastard. Four years of fucking punks up the ass. You'd appreciate a piece of prime rib like me. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. I think I do know that movie. I think I do know that movie. And no, Jesse, it's not a porn movie. You can't say that. Hey, cowgirl, see the grass? Don't eat it. What? Like my sister. This could be any movie in the world. This is so much harder when you say it as opposed to you say it in the tone. Uh, what is this? I already have. I've done about everything there except a few things that are illegal. I'm an infomaniac. All right. Now, this has gone completely out of control. I don't even know. Trisket, you stumped me. And uh, Phyllis, you stumped me. And... That's John Lovett. Oh, oh don't. <laughs> it's John Lovett from, from what movie? John Lovett. John Lovett was not in The Breakfast Club. Oh, my God. We're <laughs> listening. Oh, Phyllis got it. Wait a minute. Phyllis got Breakfast Club. What, from Karen? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that one. Uh, see, I didn't know. I'm trying to play six different things in the League of Their Own. Oh, League of Their Own is, yes, that's it. That's it. All right. So, so far, you know, it's easier when you just play the fucking sounds. But Trisket, I'm trying to figure out that one. Trisket, you got to tell us what that one is. Unless that's just, you know, you fucking with me, which is actually pretty funny if you think about it. Oh, that's funny. I'll tell you what, Triscuit, I'm going to give you a last chance to to uh, let me know if that is actually a um, a cry for help. Oh, it's Reservoir Dogs. It is. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I own that movie on fucking Blu-ray. I should have known that. I should have. You want to bark, little doggy? <laughs> See? If I heard it, I would know it. And it's good. But Triscuit, you stumped me. Okay. Here, okay. You know something? Everybody stumped the host. So I lose. I, I actually, I didn't win. I didn't. I'm not as good. Okay, hold on. I'll play this for you. Here you go. Uh, where is it? Uh, yo, Paulie. Yo, Paulie. Your sister's with me. That's from Rocky. That one I know. You lose. Okay. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. Where is it? Here we go. When does he get it? He doesn't. <laughs> Why not? Because he broke the rules. Broke the rules. What rules? We didn't say any rules, did we, Charlie? Wrong, sir. Wrong. Wrong, sir. Wrong. I, I lost. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Wrong, sir. Wrong. I get nothing. You lose. I lose. You get washed. You get paralyzed. 
<laughs> so I lose, okay? I admitted it. I lost. It was a poorly put together game, and I lost. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> so bad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you so much for indulging me. <laughs> Thank you so much for indulging me. On my one-year anniversary, uh, we start season two today, as a matter of fact. Uh, so this is S2E1. Uh, guys, thank you so much for being part of it. And Trisket, um, I'm on Facebook at Mark Scalia if you want to uh, be friends and be on the uh, radio regardless so I know who you are, uh, which I, I'm not sure if I know who you are, but it's, uh, I'm glad you find us, which, which is very nice. So, And tonight is not the typical show. It's actually much... Uh, less funny than tonight. <laughs> no, uh, tonight was just kind of a crowning achievement kind of thing. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I will tell you this. Uh, this is uh, because yesterday was my birthday. I had my birthday. And I took some time off. Uh, tomorrow night, August 28th at 9 p.m., I'll be at the Halligan Tavern at Derry New in Derry, New Hampshire, telling some jokes up there. And on... Um, oh, you just found me randomly. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm man or woman or... Uh, pal or friend, however that works. Um, and I hope you, you continue to listen um, again. So, and if you want to look more about it, yeah, it's on Facebook and uh, markscalia.com, and, and that would be great. And I, I don't worry about stalkers because I own a gun. No, no, I don't. It's Stardust Pistol. So it's just to scare people. Um, and on August 29th, this Friday, I will be at an all day corporate. <laughs> I will be at an all-day corporate event in Ashland, Mass., uh, doing some entertaining for some the corporate thing. And it was reminded of me that this Monday is Labor Day. And the other thing I wanted to actually say is um, uh, my lovely wife, who actually runs um, Salem Food Tours. No, what is that? Yo, Paul, what is this? Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Market Basket. <laughs> They still haven't closed on that, did they? I don't know. Um, but my lovely wife, uh, who runs Salem Food Tours, is uh, sponsoring a, um, a wonderful thing. As you all know that a few weeks ago, I did a kind of a, a segment on Robin Williams because, uh, you know, he committed suicide. He was very tortured uh, dealing with that uh, that traumatic thing in your life. And as I explained, we all, I think we all suffer some semblance of uh, what's breaking news. What's breaking news? I don't know what she's talking about. Um, but I think we all suffer some semblance of uh, depression. So as a result, my wife, uh, who is very fond of Rob Williams, wanted to do something very special to both uh, raise money and raise awareness. So she is actually doing a... Um, uh, kind of a fundraising event where they're going to show the movie Goodwill Hunting at the Salem Cinema in Salem, Mass. And it's free to get in. You just uh, throw some money in a bowl, um, which would be great, uh, whether it's, you know, 5 or 10 or 20 $15, whatever you got. Uh, and then if you put more money in, you get free popcorn and stuff like that. And, and all the money, like literally all the money, other than the paying for the rights of the film, which I think is like, I don't know, 100 bucks something like that. But all the money is actually going to go to the, I think it's the, uh, um, is it the depression? What is it? Oh, Karen just posted it right up. There you go. I won't even have to think about it. And I think it's for the suicide prevention. I think that's what it is. Is it suicide prevention? Let's see. Uh Three charities. Three charities. It's actually a bunch of stuff. So click on that link. Uh, Karen will be more than happy to to uh, have you there. And if you guys can make it to that, that would be fantastic. So I want you guys to enjoy your Labor Day. You've earned it. Come on. You've earned it, boys and girls. Um, 
It's been a fantastic run. I hope I can uh, talk to you guys in another year from now and the show gets even bigger and better and I'm actually broadcasting from an actual studio instead of my house, <laughs> which would be awesome. But we will be back next week, September 1st, with a Doug with Doug Blay. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. We will continue to support each other. Love you guys. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden shall be sent to a work camp.